Hi, this is Like Dragons, and they fight audio series, and I'm Karen Broadhead with Life Changing Services, and I am thrilled today to be here with one of my dear friends and a warrior sister. This is Emily. She she and I have known each other for for years. Nine and a half. Yeah, nine and a half years, and uh, we've been able to support each other through lots of things, and appreciated her and her abilities to just be friendly in a way that I need to be befriended and uh, how much that's meant to me in my life. And so she has a lot of amazing gifts and I'm excited for you to hear some of her journey and the hope that she has and what she portrays despite the darkness and the opposition that we face in this world. She's She's one of those people that inspires hope in other people. So, Emily, tell us a little bit about you and your family and your life and just a little bit about who you are. So, I love you, Karen. You're so awesome. You were an inspiration. You were why I'm here today. So, I'm so thankful for what you do. So, I've been married for... Goodness, 24 years almost. And I have three awesome kids. My oldest is Christian, who's 19 and a half. And I have Allie, who is 17. And then I have my youngest, Ashton, who is 12. And my awesome husband, who is a kind, loving, gentle soul. Grateful for these wonderful years of marriage and raising kids. So I was one of those teenagers that didn't want to have kids. And I told my husband when we were engaged that I hope that was okay, that we didn't have children. <laughs> and and he was like, okay, that's fine. And he knew I would change my mind. And when we were blessed with our first child, we almost lost him. And so he's... He's a... I'm laughing and crying, and that's when I feel the spirit the most. I giggle and cry. But he uh, is a miracle. And so, uh, yeah, we uh, are a happy family. We're really quite easygoing, and we are kind of homebodies. And struggle with some things at home with our oldest child. And he is a warrior at heart, but really definitely in the the middle of some significant battles. But I love seeing him fight. And one of the things I love most about being a mom, number one, it's the the greatest gift that I've ever been given, besides the atonement, Jesus Christ. One of the greatest things is to see your children succeed and to help them through struggles. And the struggles that I've had in my life have helped prepare me to be the mother that I need to be to these amazing souls. So I'm very, very grateful. I've definitely changed my mind. Being a mom is the best thing I've ever done in my whole entire life. It's the thing that I think when I see God again, I will be very grateful for that. Yeah. So... That's my family. That's me a little bit. Awesome. So, Emily, tell us a little bit about 
just how did you how did you come to find out that you needed more support at your house and that you needed to find some resources? And that's the beginning of you and I starting a more significant relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. I told this story before to a couple of close friends and I remember when Karen, you came and you you were like, gonna do this get together at the fire station to educate our community about pornography, the effects of pornography. And and I remember going, Oh, Karen, I love you and I support you and I'll do anything I can help you, but I'm scared to death for you. I'm like, that is the scariest name that anyone can ever do is talk about that, you know? We're not supposed to talk about that, right? <laughs> and so I will never forget that. And I remember when you were at the school and I came there and saw you at this, was at the school or what, maybe it was at the, the fire station. I remember feeling so grateful, you know, that you were willing to do that. And in my mind, I thought, wow, I'm so glad I don't have that problem at my home. You know, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that I have a friend that's willing to, you know, go out on a limb and share her personal story. And I was so very grateful that I had a friend that was so strong and brave and amazing. But I was so grateful that I wasn't that person that had to do that. (laughs) So um, little did I know, just after that was when our then probably 13-year-old, you know, son, our oldest son came to us and said that he has been struggling with this for some time. And just my heart broke. I was so grateful that he was so honest, but so heartbroken that, wow, now we're that family, you know? Yeah. Which now I realize that every family is that family. That, you know, it's not something that horrible people struggle with. It's something that really good people struggle with. And I was so grateful that I had you and that you were willing and ready to make a stand for me. And, um, So very grateful. And so, you know, we struggled with that at home and um, worked on things our own way until he was probably, I think he was 15 or 16. I can't remember exactly how old he was, but he was just about that driving age. And I had gone to my husband and I said, we need to do sense of healing. And I, I don't know how else we can help him. And I know that that is... I feel so strongly that that will help him. And I don't know that my husband understood Sons of Helaman at that point and felt like, you know, that that's just a, you know, another way to, to get him help, but it's not what we should do. And just a few months after that, he said, I think that might be, that that might be the route we need to go. And so he's, he's almost 20 and struggling to, you know, to gain his testimony strong enough to get out on his mission and to understand the power of the atonement and to understand also the power of the enemy. And I'm so grateful that he has been paying for it all these years. He's been paying his own way because he knew that that's what he needed to do. Wow. And so he believes in it enough, even though he struggled with testimony, that that is that is where he needs to be, and I'm so grateful. So that's incredible. That shows so much about the fortitude yeah. and the 
nobility of your son that he would stay in something so long, paying for it with his own money, and just continue to go and not think, ah, this isn't working, I'm done, right? Yeah. Wow. I know, as a mother in my journey, it's incredible. That's one of the things I was most thankful for, watching my son. First of all, I was so upset because I thought, can't you stop that? Can't we just move on from this place? And then it turned into being so grateful that he was the kind of young man that would get up and try and get up and try and get up and try and be so honest for so long about it instead of giving up and getting a hard heart and not trying anymore. I just... That you, as a mother, you just become so grateful that they'll continue to fight, and you realize that that's what you're cheering for is their warrior heart, not them to get the gold star. Right. Amazing. I think of it as you know he's an endurance athlete because to get up day after day when you're struggling and when you lose battles, you know, every other day and sometimes you make it five and sometimes you make it a week, but that he still gets up and he still does his drills. First thing he does every single morning is you know, just gets up every day and he doesn't give up and I I know it's not easy, you know, it's not easy to feel defeated every day but that he doesn't allow that to consume him so it's cool sometimes i think that we misinterpret the atonement in thinking that it's obvious that the atonement worked for someone because they're in recovery that's the obvious place that the atonement has done its job for that person but i don't think we recognize that the atonement washes people clean again and again and again And it's something that is working continually as long as our heart is in a place of, I'll get up and try again. Yeah. I believe in the Savior and His promises, I'll get up and try again instead of, well, since I can't win long term, that just means the atonement's not going to work for me. That's something I think people have a hard time understanding that you can have a weakness. And it can be something that you struggle with for a very, very long time. But if your heart's in the right place and you're in a, I want to win and I will continue to use the atonement. Yeah. I love, we have a state president, you and I, that always said, Christ looks at hearts and faces. He never looks at performance. Yeah. Beautiful thing. So, Emily, what about, tell us a little bit about, you got involved in Mothers You Know a little bit, and Eternal Warriors. Yeah. And how significant has that been in helping you to support your son in a way that's meaningful for you? Wow. And am I supposed to do this without crying? (laughs) (laughs) You know... I think sometimes 
we think that our timing is the way it's all supposed to work out, you know? Like we have we have to quantify things and it has to fit in this box and it needs to look just like this. But I love God's timing. I love that as I grow spiritually and understanding that God's timing is beautiful. It's perfect. And um, I also know that he uses us to fulfill his timing. And you're a beautiful example of that because when you started Eternal Warriors, you know, my son was in the middle of just really struggling a lot. And I was struggling a lot. And I was struggling with, you know, I have a lot of problems, Heavenly Father, and are you, are you there? Like, are you going to help me with these things? Because I kind of need it, like, right now, today. <laughs> and, um, and it needs to look like this. And so I was very grateful when you approached me. And I was very grateful that I had that opportunity to take that class, too, to help me grow personally and spiritually. And that was really the catalyst. I always think about my life and there's a couple things I think of in my life. So this part of my life is before and after eternal warriors. So I know that there's, there's not a before yesterday or after yesterday, it's before eternal warriors and after and how my life is so completely different. It allowed me to trust heavenly father when I needed to learn to trust the most. And when my timetable and my needs were very, very different than what his was. And if I could learn to trust that he would make beautiful things happen in my life. <laughs> oh, sorry. He would give me plenty of, plenty of experiences to hold on to, to know that he is so real. I mean, he is so bad. And it would take me about five hours to go through all of those amazing stories. But to see how, how different my life is now compared to before Eternal Warriors and how that has not only helped me to be that kind of mother that can heal myself, that I can be healed by the Savior so that I have those experiences to share with my son. Too, so that I'm not just, you know, being one of those moms that says, I know this works if you'll just try it, you know, but I know it works because I have tried it yeah. and I've seen those amazing blessings in my life and there are too many to count. So thank you. <laughs> it is an amazing experience. I may or may not be your poster child for <laughs> eternal warriors. <laughs> I practice it continually. It's been three years. Mm-hmm. And I, I still practice. Don't use your power yeah. goals. And... It's amazing. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, you know, it's hard to put your finger on, you know, just exactly. Here's what it was before, and here's what it is after. Think of one thing you're doing different now that you didn't do before. Just one? Because <laughs> there's like 15 or 60. I think if I could pinpoint that one thing, I think it is that I really, really strive every day to be that dependable daughter, you know, to be that, that person that God can count on every day. 
that he will, I can't talk without crying, obviously, <laughs> um, but that I will be that person that will honor him, you know, in everything that I do and that I'll, he'll know that if he gives me something very difficult to do that in my mind, I think that I'm wearing this shirt today is very ironic, that if he gives me something very, very difficult to accomplish that I know there's no way I can do that. Yeah. But that I can now be that dependable person that will say, I will do it. And in my brain, I say, I can't do that. There's no way I could possibly do that. But I know that with him, really, they, they always say that with God, all things are possible. And it is very true. And I know that that is what, how my life is different. I think if I could pick one thing to talk about is that I, I am more dependable. You know, he can count on me more to awesome. do things I don't think I can do. It's really awesome. So you have the courage in the spirit that you didn't used to have. Yes. That's been super obvious for me to watch as I'm your friend, to watch some of the things that you've been able to accomplish, but because we're both so busy, we don't get to hang out and share all the yeah. details. But you mentioned the shirt you're wearing. And, uh, <laughs> that's one of the things that after, I think, just an awareness of this is who you really are, Emily. Yeah. And this is how the adversary's been trying to keep you from finding out that's who you are. And now that you can see what he's been doing, you have tools to stop him and he will have no more power to stop you once you can see that that's what he's doing and then the savior shows up in this huge way because the enemy's not there to throw up all the roadblocks that you just thought were you you know and now you're like oh now here i go and so one of the things you accomplish so you're wearing this beautiful red t-shirt and it has R-A-D, rad, on it. And it's something that you went, you just went crazy with. And it happened really, like, once you decided, it was like, here I go. Yeah, such a blessing. For many years of my life, I was very broken. And, you know, starting a class that could now empower women and help them to feel how worth they are you know, how wonderful that they are. And tonight I get to go teach um, a group of young women in Morgan about how what their worth is. And it's all about protecting yourself and keeping yourself safe, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more about me in a very, I this sounds weird, kind of in an underhanded way, share my spirit, share this great gift that I've been given of healing with them. And I love, I love doing that. And not only does it heal others, and they see that every month when we teach our class, but I walk away a little bit more healed and I'm more healed. And and it's a beautiful, wonderful experience. And that is that is one of the big things that Emily Father said, you need to do this. And it's bigger than what you are, but I can help you do this. Yeah. And many, many doors were opened up and lasting friendships have been made with not only participants in our class, but with the instructors that I work with every day. And it's just, it definitely is another 
another experience in my life that tells me that God knows us so personally. What would you tell a mother who has a boy who she found out, I, we need support for this boy, we found a resource, and what I really want to know is how long is this going to take? <laughs> <laughs> I would say get rid of your watch because you can't, you can't rely on how long it's going to take in our mind. One thing that I've realized is that Heavenly Father doesn't look down on us and go, wow, you didn't go on your mission when you were 18, or you didn't go on your mission when you were 19. But again, he looks at our hearts, and he looks at the fight that we have. And I think that, you know, as mothers, we look at our little ones, and, we, you know, when our babies are little and they're walking at 10 months, we tell all of, all of our friends, guess what, they were walking at 10 months, and, oh, wow, you're walking at 11 months, and that child that didn't walk until they were 18 months, when we're in the middle of that, oh, that poor child, he'll, may, he'll never be the same because he didn't walk until he was a year and a half old, <laughs> and then when they're eight or nine years old, we never go, wow, no wonder you didn't walk until you were 18 months old like we we look at time when we're in it as so very important but then when we step back and look at where we are we never ever think to ourselves wow I was one of those children that didn't walk into they were 12 months old that's why I'm you know the way I am (laughs) we never ever think that way so I think that we can look at it with our eternal eyes you know and try to see the bigger picture and try to remember that this is a very small probationary period and that our job is to get through as best we can to to do the best we can and to never give up and that it will all be okay. You know, in the end, we'll never look back and go, wow, you didn't fit into this mold or you didn't fit into this box. But what we will see is, wow, you just never gave up. That's incredible. Can you remember when you and I were talking about enrolling, like how to enroll your son in Sons of Human, and you thought, I don't think he doesn't want to do that. My husband's yeah. not sure about it. And it got to this point where you were, all right, I'm just going to pull out the mother bear in me. <laughs> Because <laughs> every once in a while, I will talk to mothers and they'll email me often saying, I know that my son needs this. I've told him about it, but he thinks he doesn't want to do that. But I know if he'll just go, he'll realize it's not what you are thinking in your mind it is. It's different and we don't help you. And so I'll often ask them, well, what what does he say? And what have you tried? And And you and I discussed... You know, I said, well, there is one thing that I find at the very end, I'll pull out the cliff analogy, (laughs) right? Like, if you picture your son and he's, you know, it's time. The spirit is just torturing me in a good way as a mother. My guts, everything about this intuitive nature, this nurturing divine woman that I am is telling me that it's time to do something. I'm not sure what that looks like. I just know it's time to do something. So what does that look like? And so anyway, when I can tell mothers are at that point and they prayed about it and thought about it and tried all their options and 
I will say, well, there is that card that you can pull, which is your mother bear card, which is you're, if you were hanging off the edge of a cliff and I knew that just me holding on to you was going to prevent you from falling, I would never let go. I wouldn't as your mom. And before you decide to jump off the cliff and ask me to let go, because I, I just never can. I just can't. I love you too much. I'm just going to remind you that I used to change your diapers. <laughs> I used to change your diapers, and I and I just love you so much. And can we pray together? And then you pray, and listen. he hears how you pray for him. And then you say, can you? Do me a favor, because I'm your mother. Will you try this and go, just because I'm your mother? Anyway, I love your food storage story about that. I did pull that card out. I pulled that with my husband, who was, you know, at that point, soft enough to say, you know what? We'll do whatever we need to do to help him. And if you feel like this is good, if this is, this is what we need to do, then, then I support you in that. And I said, okay, awesome. Now let's go to our son. And, and I did say that, will you do this for me? You know, will you at least go meet with Maurice and see what an amazing person he is? And so I remember that first visit and he was very reluctant. I think my husband was very reluctant too, but willing. And, and I was completely on board and I'll never forget sitting in there and it wasn't heavy. It wasn't, it was lighthearted and he was at least willing just to go for that one visit. And it was Jan, it was December, January. And he walked away going, I could do that, you know, because he felt that spirit from Maurice and and I love that he has always had a very strong connection with him, with Maurice. Maurice tells it like it is. There's a lot of humor involved. He doesn't play around. He gets right to the point, but everyone feels comfortable. There's humor. And and that's how I am. That's how my personality is. And I think that, that our son felt very, very comfortable with that, that way of saying what it is, but feeling comfortable in a silly kind of way. And, and I was very grateful that his personality was a lot like mine. But I had yeah. gone to a couple of parent meetings before that, mm-hmm. and that really helped me to know that, you know, to go back and talk to my husband and say, this is how I felt. This is, you know, we can't not do anything anymore. And so... So it was really, really an awesome thing. I think that if we as mothers have a testimony of that, our husbands know, you know, that we're sensitive and that we, that we not only care deeply, but that we are very sensitive to the fact that Heavenly Father is, is guiding us to help our, our babies, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was a really, I think that, what really helped with me kind of getting my husband definitely on board with this, that this is a great thing. This can be a really great thing. And, and that I, this is how I feel. This is what the spirit has told me. And then both of us knowing, even with a quiet husband, they're supporting 
just physically supporting this. And, and so the, that question of, would you do this for me? I mean, do you love me that much? Cause this means so much to me. And that was, that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we do have a food storage room that we talk in a lot. It's an amazing room. It's my war room. And I have this really awesome pillow that my friend gave me that says, this is my happy place. And it is amazing. And so we talk in that room a lot. It's carpeted, so it makes it kind of comfy. But um, but we do, we talk, we have special conversations and and I'll say, would you step into my office? And so my children <laughs> step into my office, into the food storage room. And so, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's what I would say, because it took a couple of years for us to be to that point, to that desperation point where we didn't know what else to do. Right. But that after three and a half years of doing this, that my boy still knows that's where he needs to be every mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon. Wow. So wonderful. All right. So Emily, if there's something that that you could say to a struggling mother, someone who's thinking, you know what? Uh, just in a hard place. What would you say to her? And I, I wanted to ask you that. And I also feel impressed to ask you about how important is it that women understand what Satan is trying to do to us. If there was one thing I could tell any struggling mother out there is that no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we plead with him to take this burden away, we would never ever want the agency of our child to be taken away. And that President Uchtdorf said this beautifully where he said that faith can't take, cannot violate the agency of another human being. So no matter how much faith we have, that we need to keep having that faith because ultimately those prayers do reach heaven and they reach everything around us. But ultimately our child gets to choose their path. They get to choose. And so I would say love just unconditionally love them and prepare yourself spiritually so that you'll be in tune to your child and just to love, love, and love. And, you know, I know that some, some journeys will take a lifetime and maybe the struggle will, will go on past, you know, their deaths. They will still struggle, but that we don't, we can't fix them, but that the savior can. And, it's not on our timetable, but it's his, but that we can continue to love and encourage and support and not expect something to happen overnight, not expect this to be fixed in six months or 90 days. You know, that's, that would be awesome if it was done in 90 days. Would that be amazing? <laughs> For sure. But sometimes it's going to take years and it might take 15 years. You know, we, we aren't in charge of that, but we can be in charge of our own faith, but not expect that faith to fix it. That's so good. So, yeah. And what do you think about, I just know for me personally, I couldn't find the faith that I needed 
to stay in a healthy place while supporting my son until I could identify that I had an enemy and who that was. And once I could identify him, it was like, oh my word, now I can find the Savior. How significant do you think that is for women to know, to have a healthy respect for what the adversary is trying to do to us as mothers and women? Oh, it's huge. I, I can't even, I don't know how, how, I sh- how I can put this into words. We have to understand. We have to understand his role, and we have to respect the fact that he is there, and he'll do anything in his power to destroy us. And, and I think that if we pretend that it's not there, we pretend that the adversary, our enemy, is not there, we do ourselves and our families a disservice that we knew him personally and that we wept when he fell. I feel like we, we felt that we wept, you know, for, for him and his choices. But we were so very grateful that we have agency, that we get to choose and we get to choose who we follow. And I think the other thing that Eternal Warriors helped me realize was understanding who we're fighting helps us to fight that. If we don't know who our enemy is, then how are we supposed to know what his devices would be towards us? How are we supposed to recognize if we, number one, pretend that we don't have an enemy, or number two, don't understand who he is, then there's no way we could really fight. I mean, it's the same as in any type of war. If you don't understand your enemy, how are you supposed to fight them? And so I'm very, very grateful that I, unfortunately, have had a very personal relationship with him at times and have allowed him to completely take over my life. And I am grateful that the stronger I get spiritually, the more I learn to recognize those very small, subtle attacks that I have on him, that as a mother, the more aware I am of who my enemy is, the more I can help my children and fight that. Because no matter who we are, good or bad, no matter what religion, no matter what our circumstances are in life, that he's going to do anything we can to win. Yeah. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. So, and when you have such a warrior heart, and it's one of the things I love about you, and so you really understand the Q1 question, the why do you fight and why don't you just give up, that we ask in our recovery groups and eternal warriors. It's really significant. So can you answer that question for your boy? Why, why do you fight and why don't you give up on him? So that's one of my favorite questions. You know, I keep fighting for that boy because I know that he will be unstoppable and that he keeps fighting and that he might not be unstoppable until he's 45. Maybe it'll take that long, but would it be worth it? Absolutely. To work that hard for that long and to see my kid as a man being an unstoppable man. Knowing his enemy and knowing, but knowing who he serves, how he serves the Savior, and it would be so worth it to wait that long 
or maybe he's going to be 90. But I, I think that kid has such strength getting up every morning and fighting. And I know that the adversary quivers knowing that that kid's awake again. And yes, he may lose a battle that day, but he's going to get right back up on. And I love knowing that I'm going to keep fighting not only for myself, but for him, because I know that he will, he has that unconquerable soul. And that maybe he's losing these small battles now, but he, he is unconquerable. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's so cool. And it makes, it reminds me of, it's so great to get to the place as a parent and know just because you lose a battle doesn't mean you've lost the war. Yeah. Because we get stuck in this place thinking because you've lost a battle, we just lost the war. Yeah. And it's a perspective that the adversary likes to skew so that we get in a place of fear and doubt and worry and torment. But if we can keep a perspective of that's why we have a savior to make huge mistakes and to do it again and again. And he never says, man, I'm getting tired. I know. <laughs> I'm tired of showing up for you. Right. He says, no matter how many times it takes, I'll show up for you. I'll keep showing up for you. It's so beautiful. Mm. I agree. Oh, thank you so much, Emily, for being here. Thank you for being my friend and for having such a strong warrior heart that I respect so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.